Um, today, uh, as we get ready for our service, continue in our worship, um, I want to look at Proverbs chapter uh, 22. Proverbs chapter 22. Proverbs chapter 22. We're in Proverbs chapter 22. And we'll be in one verse today in chapter 6. Proverbs chapter 22 and verse 6. Proverbs chapter 22 and verse 6. Proverbs chapter 22, verse 6. Father God, have your way. Be with me, Lord God. Remove my fear and anxiety that you may get the glory. Step with me everywhere, Holy Spirit, that you may be seen and lifted up. I thank you for this opportunity where I can stand at this sacred place to preach your word, to teach your word, Lord God, and to live it out. I pray, Lord God, as we always say, let us not be sermon evaluators, but let us be sermon applicators that we may leave this place different by what we heard and how we've been challenged and convicted. We thank you, Lord God, and I pray that this word convict those who don't know you and encourage those who do to continue to live a life that you have called us to live. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen, amen. We're in Proverbs chapter 22, Proverbs chapter 22, verses number, verse number six. Proverbs chapter 22, verse six. Uh, Got to keep saying that because a lot of people online say, well, you don't give us time to get it. So Proverbs chapter 22, uh, verse 6. Proverbs chapter 22, verse uh, 6. Proverbs chapter 22, verse 6. And it says in verse 6, train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. Verse number, two, number 6 in Proverbs 22 it says, train up a child in the way he or she should go. And when he or she is old, he or she will not depart from it. On this morning, as we uh, continue to look at, uh, started last week at, at parenting, we looked at, um, in Mother's Day, we looked at Hannah um, last week. And now this week, as we continue to look at the, the scriptures on parenting, we want to talk about today, I want to talk from the subject, the responsibility of parents. The responsibility of parents. God has given mankind the great assignment and the awesome assignment of raising children. Matter of fact, the Bible says that children are blessed. That they are blessed. And in raising children, we can attest that it is not easy. For, thus, for those of who are parents like myself and I and my wife, uh, we, we know that parenting is not easy. And it, extremely, if you have more than one. It's amazing how your children can grow up in the same household, have the same parents, grow up under the same standards and the same guidelines and the same structure, but all of them are different. Every last one of them are different. Now, we have four children. We had them pretty young. Um, my first child I had at the age of 15. Um, and all of my children are different. And it, it, it's so interesting uh, how different they are that I can't give y'all their names because y'all know them, so I don't want to put them on the spotlight. But I'll just tell y'all some things about them. My children, they, they, they grew up in the same house under the same leadership of my wife and I and under the same guidelines and structure, but they, they are totally different. One, if they would get 
a C in school, we would have a party. Anybody, anybody with me? I got some witnesses out there. If, if they would get a C in school, we would have a party. But, the, but, but another one, if they would get a B, they'd be on punishment. I mean, that's just how, how different they are. And then we had one, we had to keep our foot on him. I, I'm sorry. We had one, we had to keep our foot on that one to push so he can go. And he had the ability, but he just needed an extra push. And then we had one that, 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 that got it all together and, and, and do well, and we don't have to watch that much. But they're all different. We had one that, that, that they just needed a beating every day. I mean, they just, they just asked for a beating. Any, anybody have those children out there? I know we shouldn't use the word beating, but they just asked for a beating. Matter of fact, when they woke up, they bring you the belt and say, look, just whoop me now, because I'm going to get a whooping today. And then we had one that, that we never had to put our hands on, never had to holler, yell, or anything. Just, just a great, great child. And then we had another one we had to look at funny. You know, when you catch their eye across the room, and you're in church, and you're looking at them like, mm-mm. And yet we, we had that one. Then we had one we had to raise our voice every time. You had to stand up and holler till you get hoarse. And, 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 and all, in all this, and raising children is different. But when I was being raised, I always heard older people say there's no manual to raising children. But now, as I, I'm, I'm looking through scripture, that, that is not true. God has laid out for us a manual in how we should rear our children. And here today in the scripture, he gives us the responsibility as parents of what we are responsible for. He says here, he says here, he said, parents, here's your responsibility. He says here, he says the first thing, he says, and this is, uh, uh, um, this is uh, uh, Solomon, David's son, um, Baba Sheba, who's authored this, this, this uh, most of the Proverbs, and he authored it from a perspective of wisdom. This is wisdom literature. And now he comes to parents and he said, here is the responsibility for parents. He speaks to the parents. He said, here's the responsibility. Here's the responsibility. You may not be a parent yet, but if you're planning to go there, there's some great information. I I, I pray that you take notes. And parents, this may make you feel bad for those kids who are older, but you still got time. And those who are younger, this is going to be helpful. This is going to be helpful. He says, here's your responsibility as parents. He said, the first responsibility is to train up your child. He says, he said it like that. He says, here's your responsibility. Your responsibility, the first responsibility we have here is to train up your child. He says, train up your child in the way he or she should go. God has placed the responsibility of training our children or parents. It's the parent's responsibility to train your child. Now watch this, watch this. The word train here actually means to teach or to, or, to, um, or to dedicate. Not in a form of dedicate to consecration, but just to dedicate, to offer up. So he says here, he says, parents, it's your responsibility to teach your child. He said, parents, it's, it's your responsibility to teach your child. I like this because guess what? This is an imperative, so this is not a suggestion. This is not good advice. This is a commandment from God's word that says you are commanded as parents to teach your children. 
He said, this is a command. This is a command. And he speaks to children. And this text has nothing to do with children, but everything and all the responsibility is on the parent. And he said, parents, it's your responsibility to teach your children. This, this is good. Watch this. Watch this. Because it's not no one else's responsibility to teach your child. So this means you can't throw your responsibility of teaching your child on grandma. Oh, I, I, ain't, I ain't got no help in here. I ain't got no help. You can't take your responsibility that God has given you to teach your children and put it on the school system. You, you can't take your responsibility of teaching your children and put it on the church. You can't take your responsibility of teaching your children and putting it on the older siblings. You can't take your responsibility of teaching your children on the system or on the world or on society. It's your responsibility. Said it's your responsibility. Parents, it's our responsibility to teach our own children. It's our responsibility to teach them. And this is a commandment. And it's not no one else's responsibility but ours. Says no one else to be put in a place to, to teach our children. And I like this because, because it starts at birth. When we see, look at this text, it starts at birth to teach it. Now you have some studies say you should teach while they're in the womb and short, I agree with that. But this text is particularly, it's talking about at birth, that day one, when they come out the womb, you should be teaching. You should be teaching. You should be teaching them. You, you should be teaching your children. You should be teaching them the things that they need to know. He says that, that this is your responsibility, parents. This is, this is your responsibility in raising your children. You are to teach them. But I understand that, 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 that this is hard because some of us have to work. And some of us are raising children on our own. We single parents, whether you're a male or, or female or you're a grandma and the child been, been left on you or auntie or uncle or, or a friend or a, a younger sibling, an older sibling. And I know that this, this is difficult, but we got to remember as parents, our primary goal is to teach our children. I know you got to work. I know you got to make ends meet. But God says he is your primary assignment. Here's your primary assignment for what God has placed for us is that we teach our children. He says you can't, you can't put money before your teaching. You can't put your, your gym time before your teaching. You can't put your outside relationships before your teaching your child. You can't put your, your, your entertainment before teaching your child. You got to teach your child. As parents, he called us to, to teach our child, teach our children. He calls us to invest in our children and pour into our children. Remember, when they come out the womb, they are a clean slate. And our job is to pour into them what God has poured into us that they may be successful children. And he says that, that, that we ought to teach our children. But in, 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 in working on his sermon, I did some research and I found out that, that teaching can happen in, in a multitude of ways, in different ways. One, one, one way we, 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 we can teach our children is, is by speaking to them, verbal communication. That can come, verbal communication can come in a written form or a speaking form. So we, we verbally give instructions to our children and what we teach them. Or we can put it in writing, and the writing speaks to teach them according to what we're trying to teach them. 
that's verbal communication and, and written communication, but this, this, this way here is a form of teaching. But I found something interesting because there's another form of teaching. There's, an, there's another form of teaching that happens, and that's called copycat teaching. That's called visual teaching. Now, in this sermon, I, I did some research, and, and, I, and I looked at some studies, and, and, and Michigan State University did a study in 2018, and what they found out is 60% of learning in the age of infancy to adolescent is by copycat learning. Oh, my God, oh, my God, y'all ain't hear that. I, I got to say it again. I got to say it again. 60% of, of, of learning, according to this study, 60% of all children learning comes from copycat teaching. Comes from, and that's from infancy to adolescent. 60% of their learning comes from them watching you. Mm, mm, I see some of y'all put y'all head down like this now. They got their head down on me, baby. I got my head down too. I, I, I mean, I wasn't always a pastor either. I got my head down. I can see my older kids a little shaky. My younger one, okay, but the older ones, they seen mom and dad do some stuff. I'd be like, yeah, that was from the old days. They get that from the old days right there. Y'all feel me? Anybody, any witness in here? I mean, I see them older kids. I'm like, whoa, I taught them a little too much, but, but the younger ones, we working with them, we working with them. Look, he says, look, but 60% of they learning come from copycat. 60% of what they learn come from what you do. Mm. So the, the saying that we say, do as I say and not what I do, doesn't work. What we say, don't watch what I do, but do what I speak I do, don't work. See, watch this, watch this, watch this. See, you trying to figure it out why your two-year-old in a wet pepper with poop in it, sagging, twerking, because they see you twerking. Oh, y'all ain't going to get real with me. Y'all ain't going to get real with me, but I'm going to go there. You trying to figure out why your two-year-old is biting and fighting everybody because they see you biting and fighting everybody. Because 60% of their learning come by what they see. So everything they see from you, they copycat. And now you saying, I don't know where they learned that at. Yes, you do. You know they learned it because they've been watching you. That's why we got to be careful as parents of who we have our children around and who watching our children because they investing in our children and pouring into our children and teaching our children the things that we may not agree with. Oh, uh, y'all ain't going to help me here? Y'all ain't going to online, online, online. Help me out online. Put some hands up. Put some hearts up. Something. Let me see you. I see you on Zoom. I see you put that hand up. Thank you, Lord, for some help in here. Because them in person ain't trying to hear. They ain't trying to hear that what they do, their kids follow. That their kids, 60% of their learning come from them watching what they do. Looking at what they do. And then they go and mimic what they do. And now you're ashamed when you get in school and the key teacher tell you that they in there doing the little dances and all this stuff. Because they see you doing all the dances. They in there trying to do baby, baby and all that stuff. Because you in there doing it. They watching what you do. 
says, look, your responsibility to train your children says it's your responsibility. And you got to watch how you train them. And the second responsibility, see what I'm saying right here in the text? The second responsibility, he says not only we are to train our children, here's the second responsibility. He said we are to teach them the way that they should go. He says here's the second responsibility. Here's the responsibility of the parent. We are to teach them the way that they should go. Now, now, now look at this. In, in my research, I, I found out this phrase, the way they should go, um, the way they should go is got two different views. So there are two different um, meanings to this that people hold to. One group say with the phrase, the way they should go, is they saying that we as parents, when we teaching our children and observing our children, we can see they bent of where the way they going. So they bent mean if, 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 if you, you training and teaching your children, you see they got a bent towards music, it says now you're supposed to invest and teach them in that bent to go the way that they are going um, because it's already natural, naturally in them to go that way. So we ought to teach them in the way of that bent. But I don't agree with that. Here's the group, group the second view I agree with. The second view, it says that we ought to, 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 to uh, teach our children in the way of how to live. See, see, that's different in the bent that they have. See, see, I'm not teaching you in a bent that you have. I'm not teaching you what you naturally attra uh, 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 attracted to. I'm teaching you in the way that you should live. So I, I hold to that view. He says that we ought to teach our children in the way that they should go. Here it is, here it is, here it is. And I looked at them, I'm like, why does it say ways? Because it's many ways. But he said, teach them in the way he should go. Because the reason why I say ways, because he said, teach them in the way they should go. We ought to teach our children in the way they should go. Watch this. According to Christ. That, that we, we ought to in, in, instill in our children. We ought to invest in our children. We ought to pour into them the things of God. This is the responsibility. This is the responsibility that, that, that the text call us to, that we ought to train our children in the way they should go according to God. Watch this, watch this. So that means you need to train your children and let them know and teach your children that God loves them. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. See, that's why the suicide rate is so high between youth and young adults and children at this time right now, because some of they, most of them don't believe that God loved them. I, I had a, I, when I was a youth pastor at Kettering Baptist Church, I had a, a young lady call me out of class. She was in class in North Carolina. She said, Pastor Pew, I'm calling. No, she didn't say Pastor Pew because she didn't know my name. She called the church and the uh, administrator gave me phone and I said, hey, what's up? And it was a young girl. She said, hey, I got a question. I said, well, one, who are you and how old are you? Because she sounded really young. She said she was 12 years old. She called me. She said she was 12 years old. And I said, well, where were you at? She said, well, I'm in class. She said, I'm in class. And she said, I said, well, where are you in class? She says, I'm in North Carolina. And she said, my parents are up here. And I'm about to go to the principal office. She said, because I, I'm struggling with homosexuality. And my father is telling me that God don't love me. 
So, 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 so I'm on a verge of committing suicide. This was the 12 year old said. I want to kill myself because I cannot figure out why God don't love me. And I told her, don't you listen to your father. God loved every one of us. He said in John 3, 16, that for God so loved the world, he gave his son for him. It says in Romans that God demonstrated his love towards us when we was in sin, when we were dead. Every one of us was dead in sin. It may not have been homosexual, but you was adulterer. It may not have been homosexual, but you was a fornicator. It may not have been homosexual, but you was a drunk. It may not have been homosexual, but you was cursing. It may not have been homosexual but you was cheating on tests. He says that he loved every one of us. So we got to teach our children that God loves them. He don't love your sin and your actions, but he loves you. So we got to teach our children the ways of God. We got to teach them the ways of God. We got to teach them moral living, what it means to live a moral life, a righteous moral life. We got to teach them to respect authority. This starts at a young age. We have children now don't even speak to adults. We have children in your own home who you pay the rent for, who you drive around and pile that food for because we don't eat that much, that don't even speak in the morning. After they wake up out of your bed with your comforter on, you're in your sheets, sucking up your air, eating all your stuff, brushing their teeth with your toothpaste, running your water, using your soap, do I need to go on, and don't even speak, I dare you. So we ought to train them. In the ways of God, we ought to train them more living. We ought to train them to respect authority. We ought to train them in being confident in who they are. In the Lord, though. In the Lord. Not in a sin, but in the Lord. See, because we ain't playing that mess. You out here living all crazy. I tell my kids, you getting out. I don't care. I know you 17, Jackson. Never you think you can live how you want. They, they got the streets out there for you. That's where you can go because you ain't going to do it here. We ought to train our children in the things of God, in moral living, in right living, and let them and train them in the way to respect authority, to respect authority. We ought to train our children how to deal with their emotions. Man, we got some emotional kids. They can't figure it out. And we look at them sad and we give up on them and you never give up on them. You never give up on them. I had teachers that told me I'm going to be dead and gone by the time I'm 19. My mom even said the way I'm living, I'm going to be dead before I'm 19. And when I got 20 years old, I started having an anxiety attack because in my mind it was placed in me that I'm going to be dead. So when I got 20, I ain't know what to do. I'm waiting on death. I'm sitting around like, okay, when is it coming? When is it coming? Start having anxiety attack. Now I'm 48 years old. I know I look good. Thank you very much. I'm 48 years old, and look what God is doing. When they gave up on me, even my own mother, and I love her to death because she was teaching me right, but when they gave up on me, God had another plan. Don't you dare give up on your children. I know they may be some trouble right now. I know they may be bad right now, but you keep speaking to them. You keep pouring into them. You keep training them. You keep training them in the ways they should go. Said so it's our responsibility as parents to train our children in the way they should go. Train them in God. Train them in righteous living. Train them in, in moral living. Train them to be respectful to authority. Train them to deal with their emotions. 
train them to, 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 to even communicate properly. I mean, now they just ready to pick up a gun and bop, bop, bop. No, talk, let's talk about them feelings. Let's talk about that. Let's communicate through this situation. And this is what parents are called to do. And this teaching should not be put on someone else. You steady working all these jobs and everybody else teaching your children. And I know it's hard. I know it's hard. Especially when you have more, more than one. Good gracious. They'll wear you out. You're like, God, this, this ain't no blessing, God. My God. I mean, I'm telling you. I, I, I called my mother one day. I said, Mom, I'm sorry for everything I have done. She said, them kids must got to you, huh? Now you know how I feel. Yeah, they better than you, huh? I said, Lord God, thank you. Mom, I'm sorry. It says that we, as parents, our responsibility is to, 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 is to teach our children. Our responsibility is to train them in the way they should go. And look what he says. He says, here it is. He says here, when we as parents fulfill, watch this, when we as parents fulfill our responsibility, we give them, watch this, this is the third thing. Here's our responsibility. And here's why we are, here's why we have responsibilities to train, to teach our children. Here's why the parents have responsibility. Here it is, here it is. He says, so you can build a strong foundation when they get old. He said, here it is, here it is, here it is. Verse 6, to uh, C verse in verse 6. He said, here it is, here it is. He says, we have this responsibility so we will build a strong foundation for them when they get old. Okay, let's look at it because y'all looking at me funny. He says, here's why. Here's why we have this responsibility. Verse number 22, uh, I mean, chapter 22 in Proverbs, verse 6. He said, here's why. He says, and when he, when he is old, he will not depart from it. He says, here's the responsibility for us to, to uh, and the responsibility as parents to teach our children so when they get old, they have a solid foundation. Now watch this, watch this. Because we're dealing with literature and a, and a pro, pro, uh, pro, uh, proverb, because we're dealing with proverb and, and, and wisdom literature, we cannot take this as facts. Right? Now, now hear what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So, so this is truth. This is divine truth. It's the Bible. It's divine truth, but it's not a promise. So we can't look at Proverbs as a promise. See, a lot of us say, if you train them up in the way they should go, then they won't depart. That's a promise. No, it's not a promise. It's a divine truth. It's a possibility. Because we know it's some people who raised up their children right, and they just went the other way. So it's not a promise. It's a divine truth without a promise. So this is why we need to teach them. So when they get old, they have a solid foundation to stand on. Y'all ain't hear me. Y'all hear me. Hit it, hit it, hit it. See, because we can teach them all the things we want. But, it, but, but we know that they're outside teachers as well. We know that that little baby will be teaching them too. We know that uh, DC Young Fly is a teacher than them too. We know that NBA young boy. Mm -hmm. Boy, y'all old people, them rappers. I'll get to y'all in a minute. Look, 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 look. It's teaching them too. Just like Marvin Gaye was teaching you, Minnie Ripperton was teaching you, the Gap Band and the Commodores and, and the OJs, 
And all the other J's was teaching you the same thing happening today is outside influence teaching our children. But our job is to put them on a good foundation. See, our job is to, to build a good foundation on them. See, because watch this, watch this. See, see, when you have a good foundation, when things come up to teach them and you've been teaching them, guess what? When life hit them, when they get old, guess what? They just bounce right back up. When life hit them, when they get old, guess what? They just bounce right back up. Because they have a good foundation, this thing keep coming back because the foundation is good. And when you build and teach them in a good foundation, yes, they may go to the side a little bit, but they're going to bounce right back. Yes, they may dip and dab in some drugs a little bit, but they're going to bounce back back. Yes, they may go out there and have a baby out of wedlock, but they're going to bounce right back. Because of what you invest in them, they have nothing to do but to keep bouncing back and back. It doesn't matter what hit them. Life struggles can hit them. Guess what? They're going to bounce right back. Trouble can hit them. Guess what? They're going to bounce right back. Sickness can hit them. They're going to bounce back back because of the foundation that you put in them. Are you putting foundation in your children? And one thing I learned as an engineer about a foundation, when you have a right foundation, it can take all the weight you can put on it. It doesn't matter what weight life put on your older child. It doesn't matter what they go through. It doesn't matter the trouble that they face. They just gonna keep bouncing right back. They just gonna keep bouncing right back. They may not be in church now, but they coming back. They coming back. They may not be living like they living now, but they coming back. Just keep praying for them. Keep teaching them. Keep preaching to them. Keep loving them. And guess what? They're going to keep bouncing back. Says, said it is. It is our responsibility as parents. And I know it's hard. I know it's hard. Especially with young African-American men. The worst day of my life. It's when my son came back home from Cuba. He was in Cuba for a year and a half. He's 24 years old. I don't like him being home because of what these streets are doing to our young African-American men. And at night, I can't sleep because I don't know if he's going to make it home. Not from the killers on the street. It may be the police. And every night I'm up praying for him. Every night I'm up praying for him. Telling him, you got to get in God. God got to be real to you. But guess what? When he came on Mother's Day, he was up here, one of the first ones at the altar. Because guess what? He'll bounce back. He may have been in church and all that long, but he'll bounce back. It doesn't matter. I'm going to keep praying for mine. I'm going to keep teaching mine. I'm going to keep laying it out for them. That when they get old, the foundation will be built. I don't know about you, but I'm going to pray for my children. I'm going to teach my children. I have made a vow. I don't care how old they is. Long as I got breath, I'm going to keep on teaching. I'm going to keep on preaching. I'm not going to let them go. Because guess what? I'm building a strong foundation. Says here's the responsibility of parenting. Here's the responsibility. Here is the responsibility that God has called us to. Every one of us who are parents, doesn't matter if it was forced on you, 
And I'm not talking about rape or nothing like that. I'm talking about your grandparent and your child just had a baby and left. But I'm talking about it doesn't matter if you're an auntie, your uncle, adoption, whatever. We got to parent our children. We got a responsibility that God has given every one of us. Let us pray. Father God, thank you. Thank you for your word, Lord God. To remind us how important it is to be parents. Lord God, in unfortunate ways, some of us, Lord God, are parenting other people's children. Some of us have kids that are in sports that we drive around and, and stay in hotels with because their parents can't make it. So Lord God, give us the wisdom to be reminded that they copycats, that they watching what we do, they listening to what we say. So let us be careful with the music we have on. Let us be careful with what, what, what we do around them that we may build a strong foundation. Let us take every opportunity to teach them and to guide them and to lead them. Lord God, make us better parents. Lord God, if some of us have old children like me and I see my faults, my wife see her faults. But Lord God, it's never too late. Because as parents, this teaching doesn't have an expiration date. We are the teaching while we're still here. Because this is the responsibility that you have given us. So I come to you today. And I lift every parent up in here. And I ask that you have your way. And be with them, Lord God. I ask that you show them that they can do better. And also that they are good parents. But now they know, Lord God, let them go do their best. Let us trust in you and believe in you. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. As you stand on your feet, as you stand on your feet, it's a great opportunity where I can stand to you, Jesus Christ. Because God was the ultimate father. He was the father that keep on teaching. Matter of fact, he the one that taught us about sin. He told us. He taught, he taught Adam and Eve not to eat from the tree. And they disobeyed it. But he didn't stop teaching. He continued to teach and he brought redemption to them and continued to teach us every single time. And he did it because he loved us. He did it because he loved us. And he's still teaching today that if you believe in his son, Jesus Christ, you can have eternal life. He teaching his creation that the only way you can get to God and be right by God is you got to surrender your life. So is there any today, whether you virtual or in person, is there any today want to surrender their life to Jesus Christ? That means when you die, you're going to hell because you haven't accepted Jesus Christ. But if you want to go to heaven, you have to accept Jesus Christ because John says it like this. And Jesus gives his own testimony. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through him. He says that I am the way. Jesus is the way. You can't get to God on your own terms. You can't get to God like you want to. Because he has set the standards and the rules as the parent. Will you be obedient to the parent? Is there any today? Just raise your hand if you want to accept Jesus Christ. Just raise your hand. No matter where you at. 
you want to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord say maybe maybe you online just put a hand up on, on, on zoom I see you I see um, I can see you on zoom if you online and you're in the chat just let us know you want salvation we got people watching on Facebook YouTube wherever you are on our website just put it in the chat that you want to surrender your life to Jesus Christ maybe you ain't on a chat maybe you you older or you younger and you're not into the chat but you can text this number 301 653-6219 in Texas and let us know I want to surrender my life to Jesus Christ and somebody one of our leaders will call you back today and walk you through the plan of salvation it doesn't matter who you are it doesn't matter where you are from we concern with your eternal state your eternal state is what's important to us that you may walk out as a walk in as a sinner but leave out as a saint because God has shed his blood through his son that you and I may have life and that life come more abundantly in us. That life is not that we have abundant physical life, but that's abundant spiritual life. And he has given that to every one of us who accept it. Will you accept the free gift of God? Is there any today? Just raise your hand. Anybody want to accept Jesus Christ? Just raise your hand. Just raise your hand. Anybody, anybody, anybody. What about, what about online? Anybody? Do we have anybody online? Do we have anybody online? Do we have anybody? Maybe you on our website and you can go around to the bottom of our page and we got a connection card. Just fill in there. I want to accept Jesus Christ and we'll get emailed that today. Soon as you hit send, we'll be emailed to us and you can accept Jesus Christ. We'll walk you through the plan of salvation. Maybe, maybe you already saved. Maybe we already saved or you comfortable with going to hell. That's your choice. That's not on us. You got to make this decision. But this is a great opportunity where we open the doors of the church. Is there anybody that want to be a part of Clinton Baptist Church? You've been coming to Clinton Baptist Church for now um, two years and you, you didn't check me and my wife out now. You didn't did all the observation you need to do. Maybe God is calling you to be here at this branch of Zion where God is doing some awesome things. Today we open up the church. Is there any today that want to be a part of Clinton Baptist Church? If you are, come on down. If you are, just come on down. If you raise your hand, we'll come get you. Is there any today? Any today? Any today? You've been watching us now. It's a great day. It's a great day. It's an awesome church. Not because I'm the pastor, but it's an awesome church. We've got an awesome group. Maybe if you're online, you want to join our church, just let us know. Text us at 301-653-6219. Or you can put it in the chat that I want to be a part of Clinton Baptist Church. Does anyone want to join a family at Clinton Baptist Church? Let us know. Let us know. Let us know. Let us know. Salvation. Any salvation? Anyone want to join? Anyone want to join? All right, this time the altar is open. If you want to come up and you want me to pray for you, maybe you're struggling as a parent and you're trying to figure this thing. I'm a single parent. I got all these kids and I'm trying to figure it out. I need some prayer. Come on up and I'm going to pray for you. Maybe you have some trouble in your life. Maybe you're going through some things, some addictions and some habits you're trying to get out. Maybe you have some decisions that you need to make and you're not sure which way to go. The altar is open. Please keep distance, but the altar is open. Let me pray for you. Come on up. Let me pray for you. Let me pray for you. Remember, it's no, 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 no one uh, is concerned why you're coming up. That's between you and God. That's between you and God. You're, you coming up is between you and God. It had nothing to do with us. But you come up for it between you and God. Maybe you just want to come up and say, God, I just want to pray and say thank you. You've been so good. Look, God, everything working right. The kids got good grades. They, they made it home last night from the club. I'm just happy, God, that they got in. When, my, when I see my son call, I say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You get super spiritual. Thank you, Lord. When I seen that alarm, heard that alarm come off, and I got up and seen that car at the window, I'm grateful, man. Y'all don't know. Y'all don't know. I'm grateful. God can do it. Father God, in the name of Jesus, have your way, Lord God. 
Be with us as parents, Lord God. Cover us, Lord God. Yes, we made some wrong decisions. Yes, we made some bad habits. Yes, but we did it out of ignorance. But now we know, Lord God, we're here to restate, Lord God, what we have messed up. Lord God, and I thank you for letting us do what we do. And you still show grace, Lord God, because our kids could have been a whole nother way. But you show grace in our life and working with us. So, Lord God, have your way. Be with us. Encourage us, Lord God, said parents. Wrap our arms, wrap your arms around us. Put people around us, Lord God, to guide us and lead us to be better men and women of God and children and young adults of God, Lord God. There are some, Lord God, that are struggling with habits and addiction. We ask that you relieve them right now from it because you have the power to do anything. You said, Lord God, in your word that man has nothing that's possible with man, but everything is possible with you. Lord God, so we ask that some chains be broken. Lord God, we ask that some bonds be split. Lord God, we ask that some bringing out happen, Lord God. We ask in the name of Jesus that you have your way. Be with people, marriages, Lord God. Be with their finances, Lord God. There's some have some decisions they need to make, Lord God, and they don't know which way to go. Lord God, lead them and guide them that they may make the right decision to glorify you. Lord God, we thank you and we bless you. We call on your name, Lord God, because you all we have. Lord God, bring us through because you are faithful and you are wonderful, Lord God. And you love us and you care about us. And we ask right now, Lord God, that you be with our children. Lord God, let us build the foundation that when life hit them, Lord God, when they get old, they'll bounce back up. Lord God, make them resilient, Lord God. Let them hear their parents' voice. Let my son hear my voice when he go out. Let my daughter hear my wife's voice when she go out. That when they do wrong, they hear mama and daddy say, you know you shouldn't be doing that. Let them be reminded, Lord God, that you see things everywhere, that you everywhere, Lord God, and everything they do will be brought to the light. Remind us in the name of Jesus that you are strong to carry our kids because we can't do it. Lord God, be with me because I have found out I have no control over these kids, but you do. So we thank you, Lord God, for your power and your strength that you're going to work in us and make us better parents. We bless you and we love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Let's get a Lord a hand clap of praise.